Welcome to the All About Life podcast, a podcast that explores topics relating to marriage, parenting, finances, and more. Created to help you and your family stay healthy and grow spiritually. Now for this month's episode, here's your host, Jared Stevens. Welcome to another episode of All About Life. My name is Jared, and uh, today we're visiting with our guest, Dr. Melissa Mork. She is the department chair for the Department of Psychology, Criminal Justice, and Law Enforcement at the University of Northwestern St. Paul, and also author as well. She has a book out called Navigating Grief with Humor. Uh, Melissa, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. This is great. Thanks for having me. So before we uh, dive into our topic today, just kind of wanted to uh, have you share with us a little bit about your background. Well, how much time do we have? Because I'm 52 (laughs) years old. This is going to be a long story. Um, (laughs) So um, when I was in college, my mother was killed in a car crash. And then my dad died shortly thereafter of a broken heart. And then I, you know, my dissertation was on criminogenic thinking and repeat offenders. So my area of expertise has been in forensic psychology, but my heart has always been with grief work. And then a couple of years ago, my husband got sick and died of an aggressive non-smoker's lung cancer, leaving me to parent our two teens alone. And I had grief was suddenly not just an academic pursuit, but a really personal one. When he was alive, I'd been also studying therapeutic humor. Like what how do we use humor therapeutically in the clinic, in the classroom, in parenting, in relationships? And then my husband died and I found that my kids and I, we would be in the depths of our grief and then one of us would say something funny and it would flip. Our tears of grief would turn to tears of laughter. And I realized that we were, we were surviving the hardest of time of our lives with good humor as well as lamentation. And so uh, that's how I ended up writing the book, Navigating Grief with Humor, was from personal experience and then just the academic pursuit of studying humor and studying grief. When you think about kind of what's transpired in the world over the last few months, uh, I think that's that certainly falls into that category of grief. I mean, people are experiencing loss on a whole bunch of different kind of levels, both big and small. So talk about uh, maybe the types of grief that we can experience, because it's not all about just losing a loved one. Correct. Yes. It's all about loss, though. And we have just experienced so many losses in so short a time, you know, loss of autonomy, loss of freedom, loss of a sense of safety, Uh, not just because of COVID, but because of the current um, racial crises that our our nation is facing. We have uh, experienced loss of connection with people because we've had to shelter in place or because others have had to shelter in place. It's just so many losses. And the thing is, is that many of these are unnamed and ambiguous. We can't quite put our finger on what we've lost. Even people who tend to cope with uh, stress through watching sports, they've lost their coping mechanism. People who have People who have coped with their stress by going out to eat can't go to restaurants. So there's just so many different losses that we might think are not that big a deal, but actually they kind of are because they're at the core of how we deal with our stress and we're under extreme stress and don't have our coping strategies. I never thought of it quite in that light that sometimes the loss can go unnamed. 
Like yes. you just can't put your finger on that. And if it's not named, then it's not addressed. And if it's not addressed, then it becomes particularly problematic. Talk about how this can cause problems both in your physical and in your mental and, and uh, those things. You know, what are some of those uh, side effects and, and what are some of those long-term kind of things that could, could transpire if we don't deal with, with our grief? When our grief is not addressed, we kind of, it comes squirting out sideways, you know? If we don't name it, we don't process it, we don't sit with it and pray it through, we bury it down. Sometimes we will bury it with overconsumption of food, of alcohol, of uh, social media or toxic news. We will stuff it down with, we'll, we'll suppress it, and then it comes squirting out sideways behaviorally. So we might take it out on other people, we might take it out on ourselves, we might become irritable, we might easily frustrated. I found that grief is fatiguing. It, it wears me down. I'm, I get tired easily. I can't focus very well. I get easily distracted. So there are a lot of symptoms that come with unresolved grief, uh, whatever is the cause of that grief. It's the All About Life podcast, and uh, we're visiting with Dr. Melissa Mork from the University of Northwestern St. Paul. And uh, talking about this idea of faith and grief, there are a lot of verses in the uh, Bible that talk about grief and, and sorrow. I mean, Psalm 147.3 says, uh, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And in 2 Corinthians, it talks about how our Father is the Father of mercy and the God of all comfort. What role does faith play in all of this as far as grieving and the grieving process? It ministers to us in a couple different ways. First of all, it allows us to maintain an eternal perspective. When we are so overwhelmed with current stressors, with current losses, with current grief, we sometimes that stress, that grief occludes our perspective and we can only see what's right in front of our faces and we can't see the long term. And I think one of the ways that we can manage our stress and manage, cope with our stress and our grief is to maintain an eternal perspective and understanding that there is a purpose in all of this, that God has a plan for our lives, that he doesn't leave us hanging. We can have faith that in the end, he's got us and that we are going to be redeemed and we will reside in glory. And so to hold on to that eternal perspective is really valuable. But in the short term, in the moment, I find that faith is so important because we have a place to bring our worries, to bring our concerns, to bring our heartbreak and our heartache and lay it at the foot of the cross. And that when we can't formulate the words for it, that the Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf through our moaning. And so even in the depths of the hardest times, our faith can be really the ultimate coping strategy. And that's not a platitude or a cliche. It, it really is. For those of us who have experienced deep despair, we know that that is when we press in the hardest towards God and he feels most tangibly present. So what would you say would be some practical ways to uh, cope or coping strategies? I found that when my grief or my anxiety or um, my fears are 
most intense. Sometimes I need to do a grounding technique. Jared, this is a, it's kind of a, an interesting one where I will, so let's say I have a client who's having a panic attack. I will ask them to name five things they can see and they have to say them out loud and then name four things they can touch or feel and name them out loud. Three things they can hear and name those three things out loud. Name two things they can smell and one thing they can taste. What happens in that grounding technique is that they are, they are engaging their senses and by naming these things aloud, they are taking some of the intense emotional energy from the amygdala, which is in the brain, and uh, transmit some of that energy to other parts of the brain that require us to analyze, synthesize, and um, articulate. And that tends to have a really calming effect because no longer are we uh, kind of caught in that emotional storm, but we are taking ourselves uh, literally to our senses. Um, so that's a, that's a crisis mode kind of coping strategy. But for those of us who are feeling melancholy because we are grieving so many things right now, we can cope by talking these things out with somebody who hears us and who doesn't give quick solutions. We can cope by connecting with other people who make us laugh. We can cope by connecting with sources of creativity that, that we can express ourselves through writing or singing loudly with the radio. Uh, there are so many different ways that we can cope with that melancholy and it's personally applicable. So whatever it is that you've done in the past to cope with stress, do more of that because that has worked for you. So when you're feeling kind of lost, it's important to look at how have you dealt with stressors in the past. And for those that are walking with somebody through the grieving process, I think you, you hit it right on the head when you said, uh, we have to be better listeners and, and not quick to offer our solutions. And I think for me personally, sometimes when I'm uh, listening, I'm already trying to formulate what I'm going to say in my response. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to do that. We just want to listen, just to listen and be there for that person. And when a person is grieving, it's really helpful to not only listen, but to ask questions that allow them to talk more. So, you know, when I've been grieving and I've been talking about Scott and it kills the conversation, it shuts it down because the other person doesn't know what to say. When you don't know what to say, it's okay to say, I have no words. I don't know what to say, but I'm here and I want to hear more about this. And so just providing space for the other person to to talk is really therapeutic and it ministers. Now your book is titled uh, Navigating Grief Through Humor. Yes. Uh, how, does, how does humor uh, play a role in the grieving process? <laughs> There's so many different ways. <laughs> yes, yesterday was our wedding anniversary and I spent the first hour of the day crying. I just couldn't stop. And I was looking at pictures, wedding photos, and it was bittersweet. And then I sat down and I started writing some jokes for stand-up about the pros and cons of being a widow. And it helped me feel better. When we are grieving, I think it, and in general coping, sometimes we, we can lift our spirits by looking for something that is funny. We can watch a funny video. We can listen to lighthearted music. We can um, read jokes. What it does is it lifts our spirits. But in the grief process especially, 
with Scott, if I can remember how he and I laughed together or played together, when I recall him with those joyous memories, I feel closer to him. Just like, you know, when you're focused on how you've sinned against God, you feel farther away, you feel separated from him. But when you focus on that salvation and that joy of the relationship with the Lord, you feel closer to him. The same is true when we are grieving, is that when we focus on how we laughed and played together and the joy of the relationship, we feel reconnected with the person or the thing that's gone. And, uh, and that's what humor does, is it helps us feel reconnected to the thing that we've lost. Well, we're visiting with Dr. Melissa Mork here on the All About Life podcast. And I was going to ask you, as people navigate through, through grief in that uh, process, you move to a place where you can maybe find that hope and that purpose again. How does, how does somebody do that? It requires the person to be open to the process, to be open to hearing what God is asking them to do. A friend of mine did her dissertation on um, the use of humor as a defense mechanism during the Holocaust, and she interviewed survivors of the Holocaust and asked them how they saw or used humor during that hard time. And there were so many, so many beautiful answers to the question, but what it really came down to was when I knew that there was a purpose in my suffering, I could endure it, I could survive it. And I think that understanding that yeah god does not squander our pain and that he is he is a steward of it and so um to just be prayerfully open to seeing how god is going to be using us in our experiences to minister to others i think that is fundamentally the purpose of our suffering thank you so much for sharing with us today now if if people want to uh, find the book uh what's the best place for them to get a copy It's on Amazon, it's uh, print and on Kindle, so look for it there. Many thanks to Dr. Melissa Mork from the University of Northwestern St. Paul for joining us on this episode of All About Life. And make sure you check out her book. It's titled Navigating Grief with Humor. Thank you for joining us today for the All About Life podcast, helping families stay healthy and grow spiritually. The All About Life podcast is a presentation of Life 97.9.